about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast. My name is Pete Edgerton. Nice to have you on board. If this is your first time of finding us, you can listen to the radio station anytime you like from yourharrogate.co.uk. You can download the Your Harrogate app. You can launch us on your smart speaker and you can find us on DAB in the car when you're out and about. In this podcast, as we always do at the end of the week, we focus on sport, normally football. There's lots of football of local interest, including, we'll work backwards actually. So Sunday in the Premiership, Leeds United against Brentford. That kicks off at two o'clock. Also at the same time, a top of the table clash for Knaresborough Town women. They are off to Bradford City under 21s. If you hunt around your harrogate.co.uk, we've got a little bit more about that match. Also Harrogate ladies are off to the northeast this weekend. They're at Blythe Town ladies. And then on Saturday afternoon, weather permitting, Knaresborough's men are at Hemsworth Miners Welfare and Harrogate Railway travel to Dromfield. In League 2, after their point against Stevenage last week, Harrogate Town are on the road. They're at Grimsby Town and I've been speaking to the gaffer, Simon Weaver. Simon, first of all, Anthony O'Connor, some good experience. What is it about his his style of playing character that made you um, chase after him and, and get him into town? Yeah, well, he's got good size, so it helps with the aerial duels that you know, we've been a bit light on on that uh, factor, and it's cost us. Uh, and so his size, experience, reading of the game, defensive situation, you know, there are good examples um, on the video that we were able to show the players that, that this is what he's bringing to the team and what he's already brought in that first game. So keeps the uh, bat line organised and intact, which is vital for us. Did his performance against Stevenage just confirm all that for you, really? Yeah, absolutely. I think he, he showed... All of the fans on a, a very difficult day, weather-wise, what he was about, you know, and he kept everything sensible and quite understated, really. So we're pleased to have that, you know, a defender who doesn't want any drama, just wants to go about his business with minimal fuss and try and endeavour to uh, get us to achieve better results defensively. And another fresh face in the side, Matty Folds has come in from Bradford on loan. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, another reliable character and player. You know, he's played 21 games back-to-back for Bradford City this season. So it's a um, really good acquisition for us. We're delighted to have brought him in. Good going forward, you know, really good left foot delivery. So can expect to see some really good high-quality crosses. But um, he's also a good size, about 6'1". So another big body in the building and um, with good experience at a young age. With regards to loan signings, how does it work for you as a club who is loaning a player when the parent club calls them back? Is it literally last minute or is there a certain stipulation that says they have to give you so many weeks notification? Yeah, they've got a window. You know, in the case of a season-long loan, the Huddersfield lads, they've they've all got a window of opportunity which exists normally a week to two weeks in January where the parent club can call them back uh, at any point. So trying to do is open dialogue in the run-up to those weeks. So we're not short-staffed and sometimes there's not always an ideal overlap, which you know, we didn't have a, a full-back fitter in the building ready to play last weekend. So we had to change things, but uh, we had some kind of inclination to, that we're going to call Jaheim Headley back. And it was a shame because he, he was doing well for us. Yeah, he was doing really, really well. Can we expect to see any more business happening, any more fresh faces coming in before the transfer window ends or not? Yeah, well, we'll we're tracking a couple that have developed uh, players that have um, been 
potentially touted around for loan or for permanent deals. And uh, we're looking closely at them and watching video coverage. They're not only snatched just because a local player becomes available. They've got to be add something to the group and we've seen how things develop. All right, well, fingers crossed with that. And with regards to, um, to play, a good battling point against high-flying Stevenage at the weekend. Would you have taken that before the game kicked off? And, and what pleased you most about the performance? Yeah, I would have taken a, a point against a team that's just beaten Aston Villa and, and been an awesome form and got the momentum going with them. And I certainly would have done when, you know, they, they weren't dominant at all, but they went 1-0 up and the wind was blowing a gale in, in our defenders' faces, but we kept it tight, gritty, and we, we were always hopeful that we'd have our moment, and we did, and we almost actually nicked it with the second moment with Danny Grant's effort being cleared off the line. Uh, but I think it was a really gritty performance, and we need to do that, you know, reiterated to the players. And Saturday will, won't be too different. Strong, physical team, high energy, well-supported, difficult pitch, probably trying conditions again. But we need to start from playing from a solid base defensively. It did very much seem on, on Saturday that a fairly decent crowd at the environment and the fans were behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there were, I, I didn't hear anything negative. It was all positive for the players and they could see how we set up which is to compete physically. And you've got to go toe-to-toe you know, at this level or, or you just get washed away, you know, and it, it's quite easily done that against a, a team, Stevens, that are built on, on power and physicality and there's different ways to win and they've certainly found their way. And just finally, Simon Grimsby away on, on Saturday, which you've touched upon already. If you get the, the three points, you kind of close a bit of ground upon them, start clawing your way towards that, that mid-table point. What are you expecting from the match? Yeah, well, they've got good individuals like Luke Waterfall, Green and Matilda signed from, from Halifax, McAtee up front, who they sold to Luton and loaned him back. And they've got legs and energy of the likes of Otis Khan and, and Clifton. And so there'll be a team full of endeavour and energy, and we've, we've certainly got to match that. And if we don't, we won't be happy because um, it was a really energetic performance last weekend, and we've got to show consistency. But we expect them to be hurting from their defeat. Uh, last Saturday away at Swindon, they the, the lost 5-0, probably as a result of the man being sent off against a possession-based team. didn't make it any easier for them, but they'll be hurting from that and the fans will be expecting a reaction. So we've got to be ready. And it doesn't mean to say it's backs against the wall, but it, there will be spells where we have to dig in and we have to dig in to the extent that we did last week. And if we do that, I think we've always got a chance you know, with the goal scorers we've got the, in, in the team. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Big thank you to Simon for chatting to me and very best wishes to town for the match at Grimsby Town this weekend. Now, something a little bit different in this second part of the Your Harrogate Podcast. I've been chatting to Oscar Romeo 1268, better known as Sergeant Paul Cording from North Yorkshire Police, who, like so many, is partaking in Red January and for a very good cause too. So, without further ado, let's have a chat. So, Paul, Red January. I originally thought, and tell me whether I'm right or wrong with this, run every day. Is that what it stands for? Um, that's what I thought it stood for. Right, OK, well, well, we'll roll with it. I know people are doing, like, swimming and cycling and all different things. But when did you first start getting stuck into Red January? Uh, three years ago. So this is the third year that I've done about The first year, I just sort of, like, I didn't even sign up to it or anything. It was just a case. It was New Year's Day. We'd gone out for a walk, I think, somewhere down near Fuston Reservoir. And I thought, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll run back. I got my trainers out. It was really snowy day, actually. Uh, very cold. And I just ran back uh, home. And then the next sort of, like, couple of days 
got another 5k in here and there and then I thought do you know what let's just see if I can keep it going for the month so that's how it originated quite a tricky place to run at the best of times around Houston let alone with a bit of ice and snow thrown in yeah it's it's not ideal however we're very fortunate in this county aren't we we've got some stunning countryside oh massively and very picturesque in the winter with snow on the trees and stuff like that it's just sometimes it's a little chilly <laughs> i say run i must admit i've never run it i just walk around fuston so i mean the cause that you've been doing it for is it been road safety talks every every time yeah so i say the first year i just did it for, for myself uh, with no plans for any charity fundraiser or anything however last year i thought do you know what i'd like to do it again because it is good for your own physical and mental well-being but if i can add a caveat to that that i can raise some money for a tremendous cause it's very close to my heart very passionate about with my work and i spend a lot of my spare time as well then brilliant so that's why i chose to do what i did and just tell us about Lauren for anybody who's not come across Lauren before uh, and Road Safety Talks amazing work that she and the team do yeah so Lauren Doherty she was involved in a road traffic collision in 2008 where she was hit by a van thrown 30 feet down the road suffered terrible injuries and she has been in a wheelchair ever since she came out of hospital I think it was 16 months or something she was in hospital and then a few years ago she decided that she wanted to give something back and be in a position that nobody else would suffer what she's been through and she started delivering road safety talks to I think it was Dacre Braithwaite School the first time was about 10 pupils and she has just grown and grown from there the charity's got charitable status and she has delivered key road safety messages to well over 10,000 students now which is just amazing how does it differ because I mean you guys are on the front line you go to all these horrific road traffic accidents you see some idiotic things on on the roads putting it bluntly how does it differ when you've maybe done talks in front of young people in comparison to somebody like lauren doing it the first thing is the visual thing you can see lauren she's a real person she's there i'm just a cop in a uniform and i can talk till i'm blue in the face when lauren delivers her story which is so personal and so impactive it's a bit of a cliche but you can literally hear a pin drop in that room and i think the pupils interact with that there's some realism with it and then the good thing for me is that they tell their parents they tell their brothers and sisters about what lauren's told them and uh, i there's two there's two talks really that she does and they're age appropriate so she might go into a secondary school which um, is aimed more at people who are I don't know possibly starting to drive soon uh, thinking about things on the roads but then there's also the um, younger children and they are like sponges all about the best of life in Harrogate this is the your Harrogate podcast it does make me smile because when I'm talking to the younger kids because Lauren does her bit and then if I'm with them I'll go in at the end and I'll say what are you going to do if you get back in the car and mummy or daddy is going a bit too fast you're going to say policeman Paul says slow down and then it goes on all about mobile phone use or seatbelt and stuff like that and younger kids are brilliant because they'll put their hand up and ask any question I mean they'll ask Lauren all sorts of questions how fast does your wheelchair go um, did it hurt when you got hit by a van there's no filter on kids like that and I can remember one one school I just looked up at one point and all the teachers were stood there with their head in their hands because all these kids one after one were going my mummy travels too fast on this road <laughs> <laughs> My daddy doesn't wear his seatbelt. Oh, that's <laughs> and it's, yeah, so, and it's a massively marked difference because 
uh, with the older kids, you get to the end of it, is there any questions? And you've got this, these teenagers just sit there and go, Oof, and there are no questions yeah. generally. Um, unless you see the, the sort of like dagger eyes of one of the uh, teachers looking at the students say ask a question but um yeah so there's two it's age appropriate but for me i get the most satisfaction out of delivering it to the to the younger kids because they are just like sponges and the, as you say they'll go and tell everybody and with regards to your fundraising this time around have you, have you hit the target are you there so last year I set a target of a thousand and we raised two thousand. I've set a target of a thousand again this year and we're over a thousand. So amazing. We've reached it. I'm massively humbled by everybody's generosity, especially in these difficult times. So I'd love to get up to two thousand, but um, I've hit my targets. So no, let's do happen. it. Let's get three thousand. <laughs> Come on, let's let's let's. Get. So I mean, if people do want to donate. It, just giving it's on a uh, gofundme page okay which for those of you who follow me on social media it's at oscar romeo 1268 or you can go to the gofundme website and type in my name paul cording on a serious note you mentioned before obviously doing the whole fitness and running thing with with mental health helps anybody's mental health but in your line of work how imperative is it that you all get stuck into physical activity when you're driving at speed uh, and you're going to an emergency call that takes a lot of mental strength doesn't it 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 does and then there's the whole some of the things that we see i wish my worst enemy to see and delivering devastating messages and stuff and everybody deals with their own mental health in a different way there's no right or wrong way um, some people like to go for a walk some people like to read a book some people just like to sit on their own and and that's perfectly fine and that's the the whole thing about mental health what's right for one person might not be right for anybody else so I'm not going to sit here and say you should go for a run and stuff like that but that is my outlet I've got people on my team that travel almost an hour to work they'll do a 12 hour shift and then travel home and they might not see anybody for those times so if there has been a traumatic incident they've got nobody to offload to we don't have police bars anymore we don't have canteens so i'm a real big believer particularly on night shifts that i get my team together we have a good chat we check on everyone's welfare we all look after each other and for me that's what makes a great team and traffic cops has been a, another big success on channel Five. i'm behind i need to catch you up i turned on at the worst moment possible the other night when they were just giving out news about the poor dog yeah which was horrific it was it was horrendous and um yeah that's that went a little bit it took social media into meltdown when that yeah went on last night but it's back next week and um i can neither confirm nor deny there might be a, a guest appearance by oscar oh, 1268 very good excellent paul Greatest talk as ever, and well done. Keep it up with Red January. Thank you.